have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing. Yes. And God is doing awesome things. God is doing great things. And I'm excited about the plans and purposes of God and the work of God in the earth realm. Yeah, we're in the earth realm. Thy kingdom come, O Lord, that will be done on earth, on earth. Okay? For all our listeners, and this Monday morning, let me remind you, thy kingdom come where? On, on earth. earth. That will be done on earth because it had already been done in heaven. So God wants to perfect earth, and he's doing it through us and in us. So this morning, make yourself what? Available that God can work through you and in you. The theme scripture for this radio program, Make Your Day Count, is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we are the workmanship of God. We've been created in Christ Jesus for good works. So the purpose of our life is good. We've been created in the mold of Christ Jesus for good works. And God prepared those works beforehand. And now we're here, and it's our time to walk in them. We're going to conclude the do series, series, the do season series, series this week, and our subtopic is steered and not stranded. So God prepared beforehand the way that we should walk. So the road is already there. Everything that is needed for life, for godliness, for productivity, is already there. So we just have to tune in to the navigator as we steer the road. I like that. Tune into who? The navigator. navigator. Because he knows. He, he had already planned it out for your life. And I want to take a little time here, the Pastor Diana, to say thank you to all the all listeners that are listening on this broadcast. And when I run into you all, what the news, the, the message that I receive from our listeners, that this radio broadcast has truly been a blessing to them. And, and the word of God has come alive, and that blesses my heart. You know, Dan, they told me uh, the word that teaches on this radio broadcast has come alive uh, to them and something that they can use and they can now understand it. And that's the real purpose of us on the, this radio station is to make the word of God living and active so you can live it and experience what it says. And we all together can make our day, day count. Counts. And when yeah. we make our day count, we make life work. work. Psalm chapter 86, starting at verse 11, Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So there's two parts. We're asking God to teach us, and then we're declaring back, that we're going to be good learners, that we're going to be good doers. We're going to walk in his truth. So we know that that learning is a two-part process. The teacher is bringing forth the information, but the learner has to be a willing participant, and they have to willingly practice what is being taught in order to perfect it. 
So when we declare to God in Psalm chapter 86, verse 11, teach me your way, O Lord, we have to be sure that we're ready to do the other part. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. That's not a scary fear, hide, hide under the table fear. That's a reverence fear. Unite my heart that I want to do your will. Ultimately, your will be done through me. I don't want to do it my way. I don't want to mess it up on my own. I want to do it your way. Unite my heart to fear your name, to honor your name, to serve God out of reverence. When we serve God out of the reverence of what he has already done for us, when we serve him because we honor him, we trust him with our life, we know he was with us at conception. We know it's, he's been with us as we've been trained up, and we know it is God also in due season. We must trust the God that is in us. I like it. Teach me mm -hmm. whose ways? Your way. Your way. Who? Oh, Lord. Lord. So uh, David is subjected his will to the word of God, the ways of God. So let's look there again. He says, teach me your way. So he comes to one conclusion. His way don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we want to look at verse 11 because it's powerful truth here on this Monday morning. He has to come to a realization and uh, and an understanding that his way don't work. If if I tell, uh, if I know how to work this radio station, I know to work the board, and I see Mr. Danny, I, and I know to work it, I'm not going to ask Mr. Danny how to show me or teach me how to work the board. I'm going to push him out of the chair. Uh, come on, uh, let me do it here. You know? And he's going to say well, let me show you. No, no, no. I know how to do it. But if I don't know how to work the board, I'm going to have to stand up. Or if I try to do it and mess up, <laughs> I mess it up, then the next time I see Mr. Daddy, I say, Mr. Daddy, you got to teach me. <laughs> teach me how to work this board. So David mm -hmm. must have, check this out, Diana. Mm -hmm. David must have come to the place where he has messed up. He figured his, his way, how he wants to do things. And he been doing it and he ain't working. So he came back now, Diane, in this verse, and he said, Lord, look, teach me your way. And, and he says, okay, and I'm going to do something. I will, I'll bring my will into it, right? I will walk in it. One thing, like you were saying, this is good on this Monday morning. You ask somebody to teach you something, the next thing is for them to do what? Do it. Mm -hmm. they, you, can teach a, you can teach a person all you want, but if he doesn't want apply it, it makes no sense. So David said to the Lord, Lord, I will do it. I will walk in it. As he goes on in verse 12, I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered from my, my soul, soul from, from the, the depths, depths of Sheol. Sheol. And we know that our soul is our mind, it's our feelings, it's our emotions. So he knew what God had did for him. And with that reverence, with that honor now, he wants to submit his life unto God. He knows. He said, for how great is your mercy toward me. Yeah. He's experienced the, the mercy of God. God. He's been delivered 
in his soul, when his soul was cast down, when his mind was a mess, when he was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing, he knew that it was the mercy of God that delivered him and brought him forth. And now he is a willing participant. He wants to merge his life with that of God. And then he, he, he also, Dan, he says, look, Lord, unite my heart. You, I, I want my heart to be united with my will, my will, my heart, my emotion, my soul, my everything, to be in one accord here, to do your truth. Why? Because you have been merciful to me. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, it's so powerful. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the transformation starts first in our mind, which is our soul, and it has to be renewed by his word. We have to renew our mind by his, his word. word. And when we begin to do it, that's when we prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We can't prove that which we don't do. If you tell somebody something and they don't believe you, they're going to say, prove it. Mm. And when you're able to bring forth the proof, then you have somebody who will come in agreement with what you said. So we have to prove by doing. First, we have to renew our mind to come in align with his mind, be transformed. That first, we are well able to do it, that we have the mind, the same mind that was in Christ Jesus is working through and in each and every one of us. So when we begin to do that word, we prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Pastor Beckford has an expression. He says, God will never mismanage your life. So as long as we allow God to manage our life and we are receptive to the directions that he is bringing forth, we're allowing him to steer us on the road, which has already been laid beforehand. It's going to be all good. There's nothing that is too hard for God. There is nothing that is too outrageous no situation could come upon us that god cannot deal with he loves us he loves you and there's nothing that we can do about it we cannot do anything to make god love us anymore and we cannot do anything to make him love us any less he just loves us and we're being corrected when we're being redirected we have to be willing to do that because he loves us he's trying to move us from the place where we are to the place where we are going I come to that conclusion, I can trust God with my life. Think about it. Mm -hmm. And you can trust God with your life. Because one fact here, he will never mismanage our life. It's guaranteed. We will. We'll, we'll mismanage manage it. it. But Op- not God. <laughs> Opinions yeah, go will mismanage it. Oh, yeah. We, and we know how to mess it up. We know, <laughs> we know how to mismanage our life. And we do a very good job in doing that. <laughs> I can tell you one person who will never mismanage your life. That's God. Mm-hmm. So we can trust God. You know, that's why Jesus says on the cross, into your hand, I commend my spirit, Lord. My, I'm, he put it into, oh, he says, it going into the hands of God. And if I commit my spirit to in the hands of God, it's going to find resting place. Hallelujah. It's going to be okay. We, we can relax this, this Monday morning. We can put our mind, our soul, our emotion, our everything 
in the hand of God, and it will be okay. As we continue on, we're going to move into Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And remember, our topic this week is steered, not stranded. Due season is coming your way. Habakkuk chapter 2, starting at verse 1, the prophet says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So there's a lot right there in the first verse. There's quality decisions that he makes. First, he says, I will stand my watch, which means I will endure the time. We have to be willing to endure the time because we know between seed and harvest, there is time. There's seed, time, and harvest. So we must be willing to endure the time. How are people married for 50 years? Because they got through year one, year two, Mm -hmm. year three. (laughs) They endured the time. So we cannot be willing to give up too soon. We must endure the time. He said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. So the rampart, that is a wall of fortification around a community or a civilization. So he says he makes a quality decision to reposition himself, to change his view. (laughs) So we have to make that quality decision. There are times when we're going to have to reposition ourselves, not wait for somebody else to do it, but we're going to have to reposition ourselves in order to change our view. So there's more to it. We're going to pick that up tomorrow. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in the city of Cocoa. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and also Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for small group. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Cocoa. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace.